parental advisory. This broadcast may contain some explicit content. Your parents don't get it. And you don't care to explain. You've lost four girlfriends over it in the past year. <laughs> Who are you kidding? You ain't got time to read it, people. It's more than a hobby. It's a passion. And it's coursing through your veins. And we're the only ones who understand. This is Gamer DNA. Well, that's it. Show's over. We can't follow the intro, so why try? <laughs> We've already failed. We've already failed. We can't. We can't follow it up. Anyways, uh, welcome into the Gamer DNA podcast. This is our first one. I am belligerent. And, and I'm you truth. Are, oh, I'm truth. <laughs> We're gonna have to work on the uh, the pitch and catch there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our first podcast, so it's not gonna be all uh, I don't know what the right word is professional uh, or, <laughs> or decent or decent. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so we're basically just gonna kind of introduce everybody to ourselves um kind of talk about some of what we what we hope to accomplish with the uh, podcast and our website that hasn't yet been released to the public um so tell everybody a little about yourself by the way she's really nervous about this i had to drag her into doing the podcast so i'm, I'm so time. glad yeah give her a hard time <laughs> with your feedback i'm so glad you've announced that to everyone hey why not <laughs> uh well i'm truth uh not really a gamer i just mainly play vainglory because i'm obsessive and crazy um i'm a jungle roommate uh other than that um i'm a junior music major in college and this is how i choose to waste my spare time <laughs> she says she's not a gamer but she spends almost all of her spare time playing games um <laughs> She thinks she's not a gamer just because she only plays one game. But anyways, um, how can you be a main of two different positions? Well, I was a Rome main for a long time, and this fucker right here was just like, nope, we're switching. <laughs> Oops. Um, so those of you that might be listening, well, obviously you're listening for the first time. It's our first podcast. God, that was dumb. Anyway, <laughs> shut it. Uh, so you, you'll also notice if you visit our website that we're primarily about vainglory right now, but what our intention is, is to grow into a, a complete esports uh, podcast, the podcast and website. Uh, but we both met and play vainglory. So that's where we're starting. You got to start somewhere and grow into something but we are looking for people to help us out with other games. Do you have a passion for video games? How about strong and insightful opinions? Gamer DNA is looking to add talent to their team. This group of passionate gamers volunteers their time and opinions to provide other gamers with insightful reviews, podcasts, and articles. Check us out on the web at www.gamerdna.com. That's G-A-M-3-R-D-N-A.com. So... You're going to hear a lot of Vainglory talk right now and probably in subsequent podcasts. Um, uh, Truth is our uh, Vainglory lead on the website, so 
generally when she's on out of we she hasn't committed to always co-hosting the show with me so we'll see how that goes but usually when you hear her on we will talk something vainglory so hopefully you're vainglory fans if you don't know what vainglory is you should definitely check it out we'll have a link on our website so find that check out the review and the news what we don't want this podcast to turn into is what every other podcast is <laughs> so we will keep you updated on the world of vainglory and other esports as we grow but we're not going to be like regurgitating the news we're going to be opinionated we're going to talk about different topics but we're not just going to regurgitate like oh this team won today and this is what the new patch release is about and we're not going to be strictly interview show either because that's boring you run out of people to interview anyways but we and we don't have, care what they have to say anyway right right or they're or we'll have to interview people <laughs> that you guys have never heard of and probably never will so um we will do some interviews hopefully hopefully people will will talk to us maybe they won't i don't know we'll find out <laughs> but anyways you're not going to hear an interview every time we will give you brief update on whatever game we're discussing in that podcast, but otherwise it's going to be opinionated topic conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's great mm-hmm. as filling dead air, isn't she? I know. I'm so talented. <laughs> Tell us more about why you like Vainglory. I think the main reason why I like Vainglory is because I feel like I'm always learning and getting better. Um, yeah, it's what I really seek from a game. I'm not into mindless apps like, you know, Candy Crush. I'm not into that. I like to be mentally challenged, and that's why I like Vainglory. So, I personally enjoy Vainglory. I started, I I first got into MOBAs with Smite, which hopefully at some point we'll cover on our website. It's been a while since I've been in it, so I I can't really keep you that up to date on it but hopefully we'll find somebody who is but i played smite on the xbox and then broke my controller and haven't played it since Um, (laughs) and she's laughing because she's learning that breaking things is a habit of mine yes it seems to be (laughs) (laughs) so anyways uh i was playing that and then uh, I got it. Well, I had been into Vainglory previously, but only kind of casually and just on the peripheral, like when it first came out for the uh, the phones. But so then when I wasn't playing Smite anymore, I got back into Vainglory and I've been playing it a lot ever since. Um, we're both on a team together, if you're wondering. We're both in the same guild and we're both not very good. Yeah, we're scrubs. Yeah, scrubs. We're super scrubby. (laughs) Yeah. No, we're actually about average. We're at level six, teetering on level seven, I believe, right now. So, Uh you know, we're kind of on that seesaw. I'm sure a lot of Vainglory players experience when they're... That ELO hell, though. Yeah. Yeah. Lose a game and you lose half your ELO, win a game, and it's like you didn't even play the game. So that's where we're at right now. Um, on our team, I am mainly the Rome. Uh, every occasionally, mm-hmm. I will jungle when I need a break from roaming. But um, Anya started as our Rome, and then we found better synergy when I was roaming and she was jungling. Uh-huh. She, 
she can be a little psychotic in her playing. <laughs> oh, look, he's almost dead. I'm going to go dive the turret. And it's a little more acceptable for a jungler to do that than a roamer. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we gave her the power to go kill people. This is true. When I was roaming, they would be like, you doing okay up there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Two seconds later, I'm dead. <laughs> and then we're stuck in a team fight without anybody to heal us. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're pros. <laughs> pros. Use a pro. We need um, to alter that. Um, who says? Who does that? Ludicrous song. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so Vainglory just came out with some new changes to their game recently um what do you think about those since the uh the 2.0 update uh you're talking about the mid treant the elder treant well it wasn't all that there shit. at first the this first change... what did they start with the crystal miner well at the 2.0 update they added the uh the crystal miner which they later changed now to crystal century but that mm-hmm. was no longer capturable it just fought for you, and they there was nothing in the middle. It was just the shop wasn't there for the first few mm-hmm. minutes. And it's significantly, I think most people will agree, those changes have significantly changed the way the game is played. Yes. Um, before it was kind in of... In some ways, in some ways it has not. True. <laughs> but I think they did succeed in stopping the snowballing by making those changes. Um but it kind of eliminated the jungle in a lot of ways. Yeah. It kind of made the game more about the lane, and every game was more like a battle royale for a long time. It still is a lot of the time. Yeah, and and listening to some of their their uh, streams, that was an intentional um, outcome. Mm-hmm. What I don't get from the recent changes is when they, now they, they first took out the shop because they wanted to eliminate those early game scuffles that could... <laughs> snowball the game yeah and, and then they you, decide nope we're not gonna do that and they put a treat in the middle right so, to fight over <laughs> so they wanted to stop the snowballing because everybody would rotate through their jungle and then there would be a fight by the shop and generally whoever won that fight got a huge momentum swing now <laughs> so oh i'm sorry first they so they took that out to stop that and then in update 2.1 they added the the elder treant i guess they're calling it Mm-hmm. where the shop usually is. So now there's even a bigger fight, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. So I don't... I haven't heard any comments from them or anything. I haven't stayed completely up to date with all the streams and the interviews and stuff like that. But it seems to me that's kind of counterproductive. They made one change to make the game go in a certain direction, and then the following change brought it back even worse Mm -hmm. by adding the treant in there well i've heard from some higher tier players that they don't even go for the middle that's mostly about farm stealing in the early game they don't even pay attention to the elder treant yeah i don't i don't know everybody has different different strategies um this weekend i've been watching the evil eight and all of the pro teams are seeming to go for that middle treant so Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so the new <laughs> character that we're only going to talk about briefly <laughs> is 
in Vainglory is uh-huh. Grumpjaw. Yes. And, you know, usually a new character comes out and everybody wants to play it and it's fun and it's a little OP. Uh-huh. Or a lot. And this in, is... In some cases. <laughs> and for the first time in a long time... This is not the case. They released a fucking potato. Yeah, they did. They released a potato. Like, if any of you listening to this know how to play Grump Jaw well, please message the show and let us know how. Send us your builds. Send us your strategies. Because we don't get it. We're not fans. Record your (laughs) games and show us how you play. Because I have tried playing Grump Jaw in every way I can possibly think. Crystal, weapon, roam. And he just doesn't fucking work. Yeah, we lose every single game. And and hopefully some of the people listening to this or eventually listening to this will know me from my work on Vainglory Fire. I do a lot of builds on that website. And I used to do a build for every character as soon as it came out. And then around the time <laughs> Idris came out, I stopped because life got a little busier than it had been previously. And it takes a lot of fucking time to put together those those builds, at least mine. Uh, because I put a lot of content into that. So I haven't done one for Idris or Grumpjaw. So usually my thing is figuring out a good way to play a character. And this is the first one that really has me stumped. Yeah. So don't hold your breath for that guy, if you guys. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the first character, since, especially since I've been doing builds and kind of looking... I guess, seriously into the stats and how to build things and creating that stuff. This is the first character where I expect a buff to come out quickly as opposed to a nerf. Because mm-hmm. usually the 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 flow of uh, putting a new character into Vainglory is they release it, everybody destroys everybody else with that character because it's so overpowered, and then in the next update or two, they nerf the character because they realize how overpowered it is. I don't expect that with Grumpjaw. To Mm-mm. me, Grumpjaw feels like Petal used to feel, where two out of the three uh, abilities are completely useless. Yeah. He just doesn't seem that tanky, and he doesn't seem to dish out a lot of damage either. So I don't, I'm not really sure what you're supposed to do with him, you know? Which is completely, it completely goes against what the statistics say he should be. He Mm -hmm. has, I believe it's the second highest health stat, and his heroic perk gives him a bonus 50 armor and 50 shield. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a walking wall. Yeah, he's He's supposed to be a walking wall. Which is why when he came out as a jungler, I was like, this guy's not going to be a jungler, he's going to be a roam. Yeah. And I so I don't know if maybe there's a programming glitch where it's not reading the calculations correctly, but he just gets obliterated. Yeah, every time it's very weird. And oh my god, his A it. is complete, completely useless. <laughs> like completely, it's meant to slow people down, so you should be able to dash at them from behind, hit them, and slow them down. The only uh-huh. time I have ever successfully hit somebody is if they're standing right the fuck in front of me. Because otherwise, he dashes to the area really quick, and then there's a delay why he swipes his big, gargantuan, ugly-ass head. (laughs) 
and by the time that attack has completed, the character has already moved out of the way. Uh-huh. If they're running away from you, it just because it stops your momentum and then swings his head, you just can't hit anybody. Uh-huh. Can we just take a moment to talk about the aesthetics of this hero? Because what the hell? I love the aesthetic. <laughs> you know, I'm not mad about it, but that's the best the part hell? about Grumpjaw. <laughs> he looks like one of those de- demon dogs from the original Ghostbusters movie. Although I realize that you and most other people are probably too young to have ever ever seen that movie. Fun fact: movie illiterate. Yes. I am movie yes. illiterate. So sorry, I, y'all. I'm gonna have to refrain from making movie references because she'll be clueless. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <sighs> you know, if they, if they came out with a skin and he had some big wings on his back, he'd look like a cockroach. He would look like Scarf. No, not flying yeah. wings. Like the wings of a cockroach. Ew. He would look just like a cockroach with those big giant pinchers. No, Ooh. thanks. Movie reference alert. Have you ever seen Men in Black? Yes. He looks like that fucking thing. Yes, he does. He See? looks exactly like that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Most accurate comparison. And, there you and, go. And the running animation is ridiculous. Oh, my God. No, it's amazing. Like it, It's like a dog with mobile Tourette's. Uh-huh. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. It's very strange. I just can't wait to see what kind of skins they come up for him in the future. Because I I have no idea what they could possibly do with him. I seriously hope they put more effort into fixing the character than giving him skins. (laughs) I, I I expect it to be kind of like a pedal thing where they might release mm-hmm. a skin and then they forget about them because they're trying to figure out how to make them better. Mm-hmm. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> they made a mistake with that because they released Pumpkin Spice Petal at a time where she was a potato and nobody wanted the skin because nobody was playing her because she was a potato. Yes, and now she's like way overpowered. Yeah. Need to not release skins for potato heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, look at how long it took him to release an Ozo skin. Forever. And when you have that Jesus. much time to plan, how can the skin fall on its face so bad? I don't think it fell on its face. Oh, I think it's a decent awful. skin. No, that skin. Is it a rare skin? Is it rare? It's not epic, is it? it yeah, it's just a rare. Yeah, I think it's perfectly acceptable no, for a rare skin. I don't know. Yeah. To me, the only thing that changed aesthetically is the ring has saw blades on it now. No, they gave him different clothes, too. Oh, so he's a different color. <laughs> I think it's fine. I'm not mad about it. All right. So, anyways, enough bagging on the game that we love so much. But <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things that Vainglory does right, in your opinion. Some of the things it does right? Right, because we just spent the last five minutes hammering the game we told everybody we love. So let's tell them why they should play the game. Well, it's she a team has game. no idea why she No, we actually just hate this game. 
That's we what the new podcast is. Let's talk podcast about games and how we hate them. Yep, that's what this really is. We're just going to roast games. Yes. So what is it about Vainglory that you enjoy? Um. Well, I enjoy that every game is different. It doesn't follow, like... It doesn't follow, like, a storyline or something like that. Like, every game could have different outcomes and different strategies and new, weird, off-meta shit. Yeah. Um, if... If you're listening and you're not familiar with what a MOBA is, it's it's not a storyline game. So it's not you're not playing like you know, Gears of War has a it has a MOBA element to it when you're doing the team fights, but there's also a storyline that you can play through. Vainglory uh-huh. doesn't have that. Yeah. So you can really make the game <clears throat> you know, whatever whatever you however you want. You know? I yeah. enjoy that about it. Um the the one downside to that is it is also a little repetitive because it's always the same map. It's always yeah. the same you know, everything everything goes in the same <laughs> storyline, so to speak. Yeah. But you know, I play every day and I never get bored. So <laughs> just saying. So you know, I've tried a couple of other MOBAs, you know, especially especially the ones on mobile devices. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I mean, Vainglory just blows them all away. Like, when I took a break from Vainglory and tried this other game for a minute called, fuck, what was that? Oh, Call of Champions. Oh, yeah. Which was kind of fun. (laughs) It's kind of, the entire game is a blitz mode, so to speak, if you're familiar with Vainglory and the blitz. All of them, all of the matches last five minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to push these little balls around, which is a little weird, but. Yeah, it's not your typical MOBA. It's definitely for casual gaming only. <laughs> you are definitely not going to see this game as an esport. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I think <laughs> I, re- might, I, I think, think it so. might already be one. Just not. Are very you serious? Big. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> well, I mean, we live in the age where almost everything is an esport if it's a video uh-huh. game. So it's kind of popularity is what separates one from the other, but. The thing with, like, with Vainglory compared to this other game, the for me, when I was playing the other game, Call of Champions, um, all of the abilities basically looked exactly the same. I never knew what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I was just fucking tapping abilities and just trying to kill people. Mm-hmm. As where Vainglory... For most of the characters, all of the abilities have very specific animations, have very specific effects, and you're it. It's very well done in how you're able to string them together and move around the map. Um, as- I suppose it could be a, bu- a button mashing game if you wanted to make it one, but in general, um, I think not. So in a way, but not so. I mean, because they control it through. Uh, energy and stuff like that as where this uh-huh. other, this other game there was no items you didn't have to build items <clears throat> you had no energy there was only cooldown on the abilities so you mm-hmm. could spam them as much as you want and not give a shit about running out of energy mm-hmm. so yeah and in some ways that was nice and in some ways it just there was no strategy to it yeah well in that game i felt like you would never you could never read what the abilities did and you would be fine it wouldn't matter you could just you know mash up figure it out 
Yeah, some it's of them, like fine. if you... You can't do that in Vainglory. Right. Not, not... Not not and be forever. successful. Yeah. But some of the abilities on Call of Champions, you have to read the abilities and remember... There's five abilities for each character, and trying to remember which one does what is like an effort and futility. Uh-huh. But some of them do string together, and you, yeah. can, you can get better. So, like... Doing ability number one builds a term that we're familiar with in Vainglory would be stacks. That's not the term Uh they use in Call of Champions, but to simplify things, ability one, three, and five build stacks, and then abilities two and four do more damage based on how many stacks you have. Uh Um, So it would... Compared to Vainglory, it was a very simplistic game. I think absolutely. Thing, yeah, I think one thing that Vainglory does well is it's it has a lot of layers of complexity. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's easy enough for new players to get into. Yeah, that is one of the great things about Vainglory is that it can be very serious, but it's also very accessible. Right, and another thing I think the catch twenty two with Vainglory is. It's a beautiful game. The graphics are amazing. But if you don't have an up-to-date device to run it on, you experience lag hell. (laughs) Because it can't process the graphics and everything that's going on fast enough because there's so much put into the graphics. This is true. So... That that's one thing that makes Vainglory great, and it's also something that makes Vainglory... Um, not so great frustrating <laughs> iPad uh-huh. breaking worthy <laughs> it's a pattern y'all it's a pattern yep. Oh, we're gonna have that. to set up a fund CS, or C9 took the second match did they really? yes sorry wow. that's not good to do on a podcast is just randomly talk about shit you're watching that the, the listeners can't hear but oh well yep Oh well. <laughs> so, but I think the graphics are one of my well, maybe not one of my favorites, but they're very important to me. I don't think if if the game wasn't this pretty, I'm not sure if I would have stuck with it when I first picked it up. Yes. Yes. Um and and let's be honest, the graphics is also how this game makes its money. Mm-hmm. Know, it makes its money by making these ridiculous skins and making you spend stupid amounts of money to get them. Mm-hmm. Or being a very, 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 very patient person. <laughs> That's another great thing about Vainglory is that it can be a free-to-play game, a completely free game, if you want it to be. I think that's great. Yeah, it's it's what it's one of those games that has been termed freemium, where it's free to yes. play. It's completely free to play, <clears throat> but you can also spend money, but. The thing that I like is the money is not going to make you any better. Yeah, that's really great. As opposed to something like Clash of Clans, where you can spend money to get all of your perks faster or build whatever the fuck you do on Clash of Clans faster. (laughs) I played that game for like a minute or two. Um, But, yeah, it, it... the money that you spend in Vainglory cannot 
make you any better. It can't buff your characters. None of that shit. It's just all aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So, and that's different with like the the Call of Champions that we were talking about. And one of the things that I, I I can't say I dislike it, but I don't think it makes for good matchups. Is that you can like you level up your characters. Mm-hmm. So the more you play whichever character i don't know any of the names so i won't pretend to uh, <laughs> oh goby the bear's name is goby i love the bear oh yeah anyways so you can, if you play goby all the time you're gonna level him up to a very high level mm-hmm. and but then if so you have a very strong character in the game but then if you switch to another character that character's only level one until you level him up so now you're suddenly playing a weaker character um, yeah, I'm so glad that that's not something Vainglory has. Yeah, it. it, it Vainglory is very fair compared to a lot of games. Compared to I a think. lot of games, however, I think we would all agree that their matchmaking system needs some help. Yes, yes, it does. It needs a little bit of love and care. Just a little bit, right? Just uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that. Um, I enjoyed it more when it was based off of the visual rank. I absolutely agree. I I hate that there is a different visual and matchmaking elo. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that so much. I think it's dumb. I'm sorry. I and hate that, it. That's a, that's a that's a conversation we're not going to get into today because we could spend because we could go on about that for a long time and and it would take at least <laughs> half of the podcast episode just to explain to people that aren't familiar with it how it fucking works. Yeah. So, so we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we've almost spent all of our time. But we can keep going. That's what's nice about podcasts. Okay. Uh, What I do want to do in this podcast is something that we just kind of glanced over, I guess. But I want to get more into who we are, whether Uh it's in the game or outside of the game or whatever. So, Uh go. (laughs) Uh, I enjoy iced lattes and long walks through the mountains. Wow. This is not a dating (laughs) site. It's a gaming site. (laughs) You said, "Tell me, so, tell tell them about myself." That's, all right, so you know, so for all the you, most important thing. <laughs> so for all you you people out there that are gonna gonna listen to her on the podcast and see her picture on our website and develop a crush on Truth, now you know. Just send her some Starbucks coupons in the mail, <laughs> gift cards, y'all, yeah. gift cards. And, and Feed my addiction. You'll have her everlasting love, <laughs> except not. Because as Except much as I love coffee, you, cannot be bought with caffeine. Yes. Well, then buy her decaf. <laughs> Definitely can't buy me through that. <laughs> Chances are even less likely. Right, right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I personally have been playing games forever. Um I I was unlike truth and probably a lot of our audience by the time we get this going. I was actually alive for the release of the original Nintendo. 
Wow. I was actually seven years old when it came out, and I still remember my father bringing it home from a business trip, and we played <laughs> it forever. Aw, that's so sweet. And for everybody who hasn't played a Nintendo, yes, there were actually days where you couldn't save your game. I do not understand that concept. (laughs) (laughs) You either finished the game or you didn't. There is no saving progress. Of course, in those days, days, most games could be completed in two or three hours if you were good at it. But there are no memory cards. There were actually cartridges. How many people remember having to blow into the Nintendo to get it to work? Wow. Yes. Wow. 90%. Antiques. Yeah, 90% of <laughs> our fabricated audience right now. But 90% of people that will ever listen to this podcast don't even we'll know what children. a game. Yeah, they don't even know what a game cartridge is. Well, I think that's not true. Because, you know, Game I Boys do. still use cartridges and stuff. They do. Or, well, I don't know what they're actually called, but, I mean, it's it's the same concept. Everybody's like, what, you mean games didn't always come on a CD? Come on, DSs don't use CDs. You, you couldn't download a game? What are you talking about? No, we've not always <laughs> been able to download a game. <laughs> Let's give them some credit. Give them a little bit of credit. All right, I'll give them a little bit, but not much. Anyways, so I've been gaming for a long time. Um I've I've experienced most of the consoles, although in that era of Sega versus Nintendo, I was very heavily in Nintendo's favor. I wasn't a huge fan of Sega. Mm-hmm. Their three button thing was just weird. Of course, mm-hmm. now now games these days have like eighteen buttons. Sister, <laughs> I, I was hanging out with some friends in person the other day, and they handed me the controller to play this game, and I was just like, I don't even know how to move my character around there's so many joysticks what do i do what's funny about that is i was just about to say in a previous relationship that i had i tried to get my girlfriend to play a game with me and i handed her the controller and she's like what are all the buttons for (laughs) because seriously not counting the the start and the select button or whatever they call the select button these days there's like Uh eight buttons and two joysticks on the controller yep Sometimes there's two joysticks and a directional pad button thing. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what yeah. you call those. But the directional pad is generally interchangeable with the left joystick. True. Or not used at all. These things confuse me regardless because I am not a console gamer. <laughs> I am not a gamer. I play Vanglory. Uh, you're a gamer. You spend most of your free time playing games just because. I'm, you know. a, I'm a fake gamer. Yeah. I play on a mobile device. That I think that's a fake gamer. <laughs> well, don't tell all of our Vainglory fans that. Oh, I'm sorry, you guys. Much love to mobile gamers. Much love to mobile gamers. <laughs> Oy vey. I know. Okay, so what are what are your what are your hopes and dreams for our podcast and our website? I'm just hoping I don't get roasted. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Every time Every time I play on like on stream, like a friend stream or just randomly, I get roasted every single time. They don't even hear my fucking voice. Just by my playing, they roast me. <laughs> now people are actually going to know what I sound like? Jeez. Bring it on. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. No, but I, I hope we, you know, I hope we develop a little bit of an audience and we're able to entertain some people and maybe help some people out. And, and worst you know? case scenario, we'll entertain ourselves. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Worst case. So... Um, some, some of what I, at least what I have in my mind planned is, you know, obviously not just covering the game, but covering the whole esport community of that game. So getting to know the teams, um, you know, kind of watching the, the, I guess, seasons, you know, covering that stuff, keeping people up to date. But, you know, also having conversations about things that don't necessarily get talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like one subject that I'm really excited to get into in a future podcast is like specific items. Because mm-hmm. at least in our game, in Vainglory, our game, like it's really ours. But in the one yeah, that we, we own play, it. right? Yeah, we <laughs> own it. If we owned it, we'd not be doing this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If we owned it, we wouldn't be CT. <laughs> yeah, we would totally put in a bug to cheat. Nobody could ever guess. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> I think one thing that gets lost are situational item builds. Everybody gets yes. caught up in always building the same build, and I don't know that that's the best way to go. I um, think it's not the best way to go. Yeah. Like, at, at least 70% of the time. I think... And if you're a Rome, I don't think you should ever have a standard build. Right. Well, I think for the most part, you can always have kind of a standard Rome build. But I think some of the situational items come into play even more so for Romes. Um, yes. But we'll get into that in a different show. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, there's there's... There's so much another thing we could talk about for a very long time. Yes, that will <laughs> definitely be another podcast episode. So yes. one of or I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought. It, there's there's lots of lots of aspirations that I have uh for this project that we're putting together. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm excited. And hopefully excited everybody too. else is excited. And if nothing else Hopefully, we'll give them a half hour or so of shit to laugh at. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't hate wasting their time with us, you know? Right. Yeah. You know. And hell, if nothing else, they can always listen to the podcast while they're gaming. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? I used so, to do that. And that's also why we'll try and keep the podcast short and sweet, because it gets tuned out eventually. Yes. So... Anyways, that wraps up our show for this episode, episode number one. I am belligerent. And I'm truth. And this was Gamer DNA. Where's the stop button? No! Oh. No! Where'd the we gold fucked at? Up. We fucked up. <laughs> Game, Game over. over. Like to continue? Check us out on the web at www.gamerdna.com. That's G A M 3 R D N A.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash G A M 3 R D N A. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash G A M 3 R D N A. It's more than a hobby, it's a passion. It's a passion. This is Gamer DNA.